Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are continuing on talking about Rebecca with the lovely co-host of the Best Book Club Podcast. So be sure to join us for that. It's very good. Um, just some fun announcements up front. So the first things first, over on the merch store we do have some holiday sales going on. So please check that out. Um, you can get, you know, the poor Cthulhu shirt or a logo shirt or, you know, we do have the apparel as well. So we got a lot of or apparel and also accessories like bags and stuff and some stickers. So lots of cool things over there. Uh, very, very fun. So if you're interested, please, please check that out. Um, as well as we've got the Barely Bookish Book Club is currently talking about uh, window shopping, which is really, really good. Uh, it's I honestly wasn't sure what I was expecting it to be. I thought, because again, I don't read the back covers. Um, I thought it was probably just going to be like breakfast at Tiffany's moment. But I will say I'm very pleased to find out that it is not a breakfast at Tiffany's moment. Because uh, breakfast at Tiffany's is terrible. And I won't believe anybody that says otherwise because it is not good. Um, but yeah, we are currently picking the next, well, we're suggesting the next book right now and then we'll be picking it shortly. So if you want to join the Barely Book Club, uh, please go check out barelybookish.com slash connect and you can find the link to our Discord book club over there. Um, and then you can join and it's very good. Also, please consider checking out the Patreon this month, uh, for December, we talked about uh, the 40s rendition of the Rebecca movie. So that was done by Alfred Hitchcock. So we did talk about that. And then we are going to be talking about uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. I'm going to be releasing that monthly Patreon episode early just for Christmas uh, and whatever winter holiday you celebrate because I think it's gonna be a lot of fun and I will be doing that with uh Bethany from Prince Kai FanPod um so please consider joining the Patreon and checking that out um or if you join Bethany's Patreon you should be able to see that soon as well so please check that out it'll be very good and a whole lot of fun but yeah uh, I don't have a whole ton of announcements we will be going directly into talking um when the little theme song is over because I did have to cut the last episode directly in half. So yeah, it will just be going straight into the subject matter. So if you are into that, you will be into this. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you in the episode. So moving on to chapter 17, our main character just storms up to her room and like she's sprinting up to her room, which is a vibe already, but like awful. And she says that she wants to be alone. So she sends Clarice to go to the party. She sends everyone away. But then like Beatrice kind of just like forces her way into there. And like this is once again a reminder that Beatrice is her only friend, the only friend she's ever had. And she is a great friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beatrice? She's the best. Yeah. Beatrice. Well, she's the second best. Frank is the best. Yeah, fair. Right. Yeah. Beatrice is a little tactless, but I kind of love it for her. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. 
I think she's a queen amongst men, to be honest. (laughs) So then Beatrice breaks the news that that is the exact outfit that Rebecca wore at the last party. And I was like, oh, are you serious? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. No, no. Why? Why? Also, yeah. Again, as I said before, why was Rebecca even wearing that? Um, I think it's just because she likes sleeping with cousins. I really think it was just an inside joke to uh, our man. But like, how does everyone not think that's weird? I guess it's because they're all dressing really racist. But you know, it's true. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Maybe there wasn't enough awesome media back then. It was, you have to be somebody's cousin or Alice. Or yeah, it's a very small amount of a race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. to choose from. <laughs> but I mean, like, wasn't Lord of the Rings out? Oh, Hobbits would have been great. Right? <laughs> or like something else. Anything else. Like, I don't... Anything. Literally, I don't understand at all. It was a choice and it wasn't a good one. So Beatrice is like, hey, how about you just, like, change into something else? And the main character's like, I'm I'm not going. And, like, I feel like we all understand that, like, fresh hell when... Um, oh, yeah. You know, you just had, like, the most embarrassing moment of your entire life and you're like, yeah, there's no way I would ever uh, go back. Thank you. Yeah, I would not be joining that party at all. Mm-hmm. No. I don't care how few people saw me. I needed to be at least a couple hours so that, like, it's not a fresh wound. I would be listing Manderly online. Okay, (laughs) the place is for sale. We are going. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even think of anything that would relate to that. You know what I mean? Like, that just is... It's so bad. So bad. So bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because just... I think that's why I love it so much is mm-hmm. because it's just so uniquely devastating, but in such a weirdly relatable way. Mm-hmm. That like, mm-hmm. but I just love the fact that I'll never be in that situation in my entire life. You just wait. <laughs> you never know. Never say something like that out yeah. loud. I know. It's just like, uh... <laughs> yeah, you haven't figured out your Halloween costume yet. Yeah, so. you're right. Like, I and it's I'm going to like my boss's house, so. <laughs> but like it's a cool boss so it's fine because it's like you work i don't know there's something about like when you work at a restaurant like your bosses can be your homies you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that does not that's not true in the corporate world i would (laughs) if if my when i worked a nine to five if my bosses invited me over to their house on a halloween party i'm telling you right now i would have worn just a halloween t-shirt there's no way you would have caught me dead in a halloween costume however because it's this boss I will be dressing up because he's already said he's dressing up so I know at least he will also be dressed up unless this is a Mrs. Danvers situation I and it's all a trick I know which is my worst of, nightmare <laughs> yeah I may put a change of clothes in the car uh I would be so excited if I got somewhere and I was the only one dressed up. I'd be like, you're all are losers. I'm a cat. <laughs> Anyways. So Beatrice is like, okay, I'm just going to let you chill here. Please come back down though. It's fine. We already made a cover story for you. You're going to be fine. Which 
again appreciating my homegirl Beatrice. She already de-escalated the entire situation because she actually cares about her as a human being. And I love it. So she's like, I'm just gonna go have dinner. We'll get I'll get dinner started for you. You know, whenever you want to come down is cool. So then we get, again, our main character being overly anxious and imagining all the workers talking about her and how she wouldn't come down and, like, how they must have had a fight and all this stuff. And I'm just like, girl, it's fine. No one knows. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> like, it was only a faux pas to the people that were present. You know what I mean? Like, had she actually worn that and they didn't have that visceral reaction, I think it would have been fine. Like, it would have been a little weird, but I don't think it would have been as big of a deal had he not said what he said. Yeah. I don't know. All you do is go put on a veil mm-hmm. and splash a bunch of blood on you. Now, <laughs> dead bride. Dead yeah. bride. Although this isn't actually a Halloween party, I guess. It's, yeah. yeah. Plus, it's a fancy dress ball. <laughs> then it would be, but... like, dead Rebecca, which is... <gasps> better. Better. <laughs> it's so out of touch but it's so good (laughs) I love it so (laughs) after being in her room for like many hours at this point she changes into like an old blue dress and decides to go down which she could have just saved the wig and gone for Alice in Wonderland I don't you are correct in this I don't understand why she didn't so easy Alice in Wonderland is in like my box of easy costumes because I do have a box of costumes. Uh, <laughs> it's just so easy. I have a red cloak that my mother sewed for me that I try and incorporate into a costume every year. Uh, I don't think I'm going to bring it out this year, but it is killer. Like, and it does that perfect when I walk flow behind me, like professor Snape does. Oh, nice. It is very good. I just don't know what I'm going to do this year. So if I can incorporate it, it's going to happen. Scarlet Witch. Do it. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Like Somebody just... has to do it. <laughs> just incorporate it into your everyday wear. Listen. Listen. If I, I was, like, come on. if I was famous and I could be like a trendsetter, cloaks would already be in fashion again. Okay? <laughs> like, yeah. I have said this since I was a child. If I could wear cloaks every day of my life, I would because it substitutes as a blanket so easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I attempted to make witch cloaks a uniform for book club. Yeah, and I was I was so close. I yes. almost got them. Listen, oh, I would show up in full support of you. I think <laughs> I I'm pretty sure I even brought it to this apartment. Like, I think I did actually. Because I was really trying to decide. I was like, should I put all my Halloween directions here? Or should I leave them at my parents? Because my parents are only 30 minutes away. It's easy access, okay? Mm-hmm. I have their garage Free storage. code. Yeah. Free storage. Easy access. I have the garage code. I could break in there at 1 a.m. They'd probably be a little upset with me. It's still an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's either here or there. I don't know which place it's at. But I would get it. And I would <laughs> keep it hung up so that I could just wear it every time. Right? I don't you have to. Yeah. yeah. I assigned colors. It was so close. So close. Oh. That, oh, <laughs> love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So our main character goes back down to the party. She's in her old blue dress. 
And then our narrator clues us in. is like, hey, this is the first and last party at Manderley I participated in. I was like, oh, all right. Thanks for throwing that out for there for us. The end is near. Yeah. Like, okie dokie then. So then we get like this overview of the night and like how she's dancing with people. She's eating dinner. She's watching people, all this stuff. But like she doesn't mention Maxim until like the very end of the night when like people are starting to like kind of leave and like they're near each other but they aren't really talking she thinks he's still mad i think he thinks she's mad whatever they're not talking at all and like at this point our main character is like very upset she's not really sure what to do but i guess the way she handles this is by not eating for almost 24 hours which is not a good coping mechanism. No. no. And I mean, she wouldn't know, but if you host a big party with your mm-hmm. partner, like a wedding, mm-hmm. say, you don't even see each other. It's amazing because yeah. you married each other, but you, no, nope. you're both yeah. busy doing other stuff and you meet each other at the end of the night. Like, hey, how was your wedding? Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty normal. Honestly, thanks for hearing me into that because I have not gotten married yet. So, well, it's normal if that's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> it kind of sounds terrible, but also I don't really want a big wedding. So, mm. yeah, it's busy. So, our main character had a terrible time at this ball, which, you know, the way it started, obviously, of course, she had a terrible time. Um, and they kind of, she watches the fireworks and she's just like not enjoying herself at all. She just kind of watches them and she's like, hey, why do we do this? She's like basically in a trance as she's watching them, like thinking about like, why is there even a fireworks show? Why do we do all these tiny explosions? Why is this anything? And yeah, she just does that. That's the whole party to her, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. I know. It could have been so fun. Mm hmm. Because it doesn't even look like Max had fun either. Well, no, he hates those things. Yeah. If they had talked, like, four months earlier, it, it could have been so fine. Yeah. Bad but communication. That's just so annoying. Crazy. <laughs> the worst part is, I, it's like, realizing she had only been at Manderley for, like, a week when right. they did this, yeah. too. <laughs> right. Like, this part was planned in, like, three days, if that yeah like our girl's overwhelmed and i feel bad Mm-hmm. yeah she's got a lot on her plate yeah so the party's finally over and done with um and then maxim and giles go over to hang out with frank and beatrice um well good sorry the party's finally over and done with and so maxim and giles go over and hang out with frank while beatrice goes and checks on our main character and she's like hey you know, it's fine. Just go to bed. No one's worried about it. You're cool. And I'll go tell Maxim that you went to bed. And she's like, okay, cool. So our girl goes to bed and then, you know, she like tries to wait for an hour, has a really hard time falling asleep and Maxim still hasn't come to bed. And then she finally falls asleep. And then we got to chapter 18 
And it's in this moment that I had forgot people actually used to sleep in separate beds because she mentions that she looked over at his bed. And I was like, Yeah, but? you got to push those suckers together. Yeah, because it's, it's so much work. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder you guys don't have offspring yet. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also remember seeing, was it Pleasantville, where they had two separate beds, but they were like both twin beds. And I was like, ew. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, were doubles not invented yet? Like, did everyone just have a twin bed? Because that sounds terrible. Yeah, so bad. Ugh. I can't I even... Mean, s- sorry. I have a king, mm-hmm. but because I've got so many kids, me and my husband each get a strip on the side, <laughs> and then everybody else is in there just living it up. So I've got a queen... And every day I'm like, I should get a king. But I also don't have space for a king. And also, I know if I got a king, my boyfriend would still squeeze me to the very edge. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yep. It won't change anything for me at this point. A twin kind of actually sounds luxurious to me at this point. (laughs) As long as you're the only one in it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And you're like, ah, have fun on your side of the room. Anyways. (laughs) I've considered, I've got a sidecar crib, which is just mm-hmm. connected to the bed. I've thought about just crawling in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, baby, you go in the bed. Mommy just needs some room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I must, like, we push the bed against the wall fully. So I sleep against the wall. Oh, worst. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't have like a nightstand or anything. So uh, I finally put my phone. It's against the wall with which has a window on it. So I put my phone oh, on a so little you have a ledge. Yeah, I got a little window ledge. I put my phone on, which really was an upgrade when I realized I could do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, the worst part is I wake up first, so I have to crawl mm. to the foot of the bed like a <sighs> little mouse, and then get off the bed, and then I can start my day. And I'm like, I hate this. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, chapter 18. I already said that because I talked about the separate beds. Um, so, we realize that Maxim never came to bed. And, you know, with all that we know now, I still don't know where our man slept last night. Yeah, well, I don't think he did. Like, I think he just walked around. Yeah. Just- Probably looks like crap today. Think about it though. Like this party did end at five a.m., but he was hanging out with like Beatrice and or he was hanging out with Giles and Frank. So our man probably just never went to sleep because she woke up at eleven. So it's only like what, yeah, six hours. He probably just carried on with his day because, yeah, he's got a job and stuff, you know. It was a pass. He probably did a ton of coke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is true. Like fancy Coke, you know? Fancy Coke. They did yeah. Coke and then they like drank coffee or something, like adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I was like, oh, I didn't really think about where he would have slept. And then I just had to air that for everyone. I needed us all to play that like little mind game together. Yep. So our main character goes to worst case scenario as per usual and she's like my marriage has failed i'm getting a divorce only three months in everyone's gonna talk about it (laughs) 
And then, like, as she's thinking about this, she looks over and Beatrice had slid a note under her door and was like, hey, just, you know, we're leaving early to go get get home, which I thought was nice of her. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that way she's considerate. Like, yeah. Like, Beatrice is a real homie. Like, I love her. Yeah. So the main character leaves the room and no one has seen Maxim at all. Which I was like, in that moment, I was like, did he leave her? But, like, this is his home, so. Yeah, where could he go? Yeah. I was like, this is sus. I'm going to be honest. I thought, before we realized Rebecca was a terrible person, I thought maybe he went to go be in the cottage. Mm-hmm. Or the West Wing could have done Ooh, that. Or he, yeah, went and put on her old lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slept in her bed. Yeah. Ew. But I also, like, there's, like, 8,000 guest rooms. Like, he could have slept in any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he had to sleep on the couch, as you do in the modern day. So she calls Frank, and she's like, hey, I haven't seen Maxim at all. And he's like, what do you mean? Did he not come home? Which cues us in the fact that uh, they definitely parted ways after, like, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, I think, you know... Maxim was going to leave me. He was really upset last night, all this stuff. And Frank is like panicking because that's what Frank does. Frank's panics, which I love that. <laughs> She's yeah. in good company. It's fine. So I want to spin off this just her and Frank. Yeah. Or just this from Frank's point of view would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like I want him waking up to this phone call. <laughs> like cigarette butts littering the floor. He, in his tiny bachelor pad with like on his nightstand there is whiskey that's what Mm -hmm. i want yeah so the main character says i think that maxim still loves rebecca and frank's like hey i'm gonna be honest i need to come to your house right now and she's like no it's like no i really can't tell you this on the phone i need to come to your house and then she hangs up on him and i was like girl I don't know why she keeps expecting people to talk to her on the phone. She knows Mrs. Danvers can just pick up another line and listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, yeah. isn't this point in time in which you had to have like operators connect you? Maybe. Because the operators listen. Oh. You know? So that yeah, they I don't I don't know when the operator stopped. I don't know either. But we also don't really know when this was written. <laughs> So I don't know if this is like, oh, your curly Q home phone or rotary phone, or this is like tin um, can on a string. Yeah. I don't know what period we're in, to be honest. So like, what is period clothing to these people? I don't know. She didn't even either. I think she said it could be, it could have been the 1700, 1800, 1900. Yeah. It's cave wear. Okay. just loincloths yeah so she ends up like going outside for some reason and then she looks around and Mrs. Danvers is watching her from a window again and I'm like can we just fire her please like again after last night yeah I'm sorry as I was streaking through crying I would have pointed her in the eye and been like you're fired (laughs) <laughs> you know yes or like you know it's like you're fired 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 <laughs> yeah 
And then on the pager, again, paging uh, Mrs. Danvers, you are fired. <laughs> fired. Fired. Like, there would have been eight different ways I would have told her she is fired. Okay. Yeah, um, slide, a night, slide a note right under the door. Fired. OPS, you're fired. Still fired. Leave the premises. You have 10 minutes to get out of here. Otherwise, I'm throwing your belongings into the road. Yeah. No, that woman needed to go eight chapters ago, at least. Mm-hmm. So, our main character is like, I'm tired of this, as she should, and decides to go and confront uh, confront Mrs. Danvers. And then Mrs. Danvers has been crying. And I'm like, you have the audacity to be crying right now when you just embarrassed (laughs) this poor woman who's done nothing to you. Not a single thing, except for the fact that she married someone's ex-husband. Yeah. (laughs) What? Get over it. <laughs> like, you can pick on anybody in this situation. You could pick on Maxim for marrying someone so closely after losing his wife. Anybody else except her, because she didn't do anything. It was, she did not enter into that marriage. She didn't know Rebecca. Any re- There's no reason to be mean to her at all. No, she's just an evil, cold-hearted, unkind person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i hate her but i do love her um rambling about rebecca we get to know so much about who this person was Mm -hmm. in her weird crying Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so in that uh our mrs damers is like why'd you even come to manderley we were fine without you and if you loved maxim you never would have married him what that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm sorry, but when two people love each other, they usually get married. It's kind of how that works. Yeah. And then she finally says that she resents the main character for trying to take Rebecca's place. But again, a reminder that Mrs. Danvers forced her to take Rebecca's place. She never insinuated that she wanted to do anything that way. Like she was like, "Hey, just keep it the same. It's fine." But she never was like, "Oh." If Rebecca's routine is going to the morning room, I'm going to the morning room. Like, they told her basically what her routine had to be. hmm So. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. And then she ends up saying about how she used a Rebecca, like, Mrs. Danvers starts, like, filling us in on what Rebecca's life was. And she's like, she used her beauty to her advantage. Like, she got all the boys she ever wanted. And then she, like, this is the first hint that she kind of implied that, not even implied, she basically told the main character that Rebecca would just cheat on her husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say with who. And then she tells us that her and her cousin were very close. And I was like, oh, hmm. That's, That's cute. Like I was like, oh, nice. Like they're good family cousins. Your families are really close. That's nice that you're close with your cousin. Your cousin. Um, <laughs> and then she keeps like going on and just dragging the main character through month. And she's like, all the servants are laughing at you when you try to take Rebecca's place. Um, and then she doesn't do. She doesn't. <sighs> And I don't think anybody's laughing at her. Like, I really don't think Robert and Firth could care at all. They're like, whatever. It's my job. I don't. No. Nobody cares. 
Not a single soul not cares. At not at all. Because it's like she's not an inconvenience to anybody. So it's like when you have that laid back of a boss, like I'd just be like, chill, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. cool. That's fine. Yeah. Um, And then Mrs. Danvers says that she thinks that our main character told uh, Maxim about Jack being there. And she's like, no, I literally didn't say anything. And she's like, no one else was here. No one else could have told anything. And I'm like, you weren't that careful. Like, you really mm-hmm. weren't. No. Also, shut up. Who cares? Yeah. Like, she's the lady of the house. Yeah, she yeah. can, can do whatever, she, do. <laughs> whatever yeah. she wants. Like, right? Ugh. And then this is when Mrs. Danvers says that even her cousin was in love with her. And that's like our first little little teaser, little hint at what was going on. And I was like, ew. Well, and everything Mrs. Danvers said about her, I was like, um, none of these things are good. <laughs> like, you're really painting a very bad picture of Rebecca. Yeah, and she wants us to, like, praise her for, like, basically manipulating men to get what she wants. Like, yeah uh no like go off i guess but like also (laughs) no so there are these two different camps with rebecca Mm -hmm. the husband or she was written as the villain as we find out when maxim kills her Mm -hmm. and in the past that's how people looked at it but then time moved and now people are like Maxim is the villain because he killed a strong independent woman for doing what she wants and they're taking like this weird feminist angle okay. and the the thing is she was not very nice and she was sleeping with actually everybody yeah, yeah. that does not mean strong independent woman also I hate no. when people say that like that's what feminism is because feminism is basically just equal rights and like here's the thing if Maxim was going around and sleeping with everybody and cheating on his wife we'd hate Maxim mm-hmm. so Maxim was trying to be loyal to his wife who was literally wouldn't let him get a divorce and he was pushed to his limit and I I think Rebecca's the villain because once again, like, had he not killed her, like, our man would have had to live a life of pain and suffering. And how is that fair to him? And raise just a child that he knows isn't his. Yeah. And is going to take everything. And also an incest child. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to read it this second time from this angle now that I know mm-hmm. that angle exists. But I really couldn't get no, on board. That just... That does not paint independent women Listen, in a very good light. I like, don't care if you want to do that. Like, if that's what you want to do, you want to sleep around. Like, I have no problem with that. But don't marry someone and then cheat on them forever. Just don't get married. If that's what you want to do and you want to date around and, you know, go off. Be that person. Do that. Great for you. No one needs to commit to a relationship if you don't want to. But don't commit mm-hmm. to a relationship and expect to still live that same lifestyle. Like, that's not mm-hmm. fair. Unless yeah. both parties agree on it. And then, like, polyamory, also fine with I don't care what you do. But you both have to be in agreement for that. Ugh. Yeah. And my, she was cruel about it. Cruel. Yeah, she was so cruel. Yeah. Just consenting adults. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, that's all I want yeah. in a story. It's consenting adults. Yeah. Yeah. And they had an agreement in which she violated. 
continuously. Like we're getting ahead of ourselves again. Yes. <laughs> but I'm enraged, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the little stopper in that, and we'll come back to it in a moment. Okay. So again, flashback to where we were at. Danvers is again being mean to the main character as per usual but now she takes it up a level and tries to get the main character to kill herself yeah right and i was like uh what and the worst part is that she considered it yeah like yeah maybe i should just jump out the window i'm like um wait (laughs) yeah hold on a minute what and why whomst and how <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. What? The scary skeleton ghost lady is like whispering in your ear. It, oh. And then she like kind of gets put into like a trance. And I feel mm-hmm. like Mrs. Danvers did this purposely because she brought her all the way down. And then she's like, again, everyone hates you. No one likes you. You're basically a replacement character. Die. Mm-hmm. Like, she curated this very well. And I hate that for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. She also did the mortification from the night before. Like, she was really angling to destroy this woman. For no reason. For literally no... And the worst part is just, like, if Mrs. Danvers had given her a chance, she... They probably would have been fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, she didn't even bother to do that. So, I don't know. I don't know. So then, luckily, suddenly there's fireworks, which, ironic, but, you know. (laughs) And it saved the day. All right. So that's all we got time for today. So thank you both so much for joining me. Where can all the listeners find you guys in your podcast? Oh, me. (laughs) Hit it, Jen. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can find us at best underscore book club pretty much everywhere, but mostly on Instagram. Or you can just send us an email at best underscore book club at outlook.com. And give them a listen because it's really fun. So definitely do that. But we will catch you guys in the next episode where we'll talk more about him killing his wife because uh, I thought these chapters go faster and they didn't. But it's fine. It's yeah, so a spoiler. Spoiler. Little teaser. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll catch you guys later. Bye. 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 Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, we are going to be making new books soon for the Barely Book Club. So if you want to join, now is the perfect time. We are still suggesting. So, uh, you know, if you want to put your book out there that you want to talk about, please throw it in there. Uh, we like to read new books. So yeah, definitely put your little two cents in there. It'll be great. But... We have a lot of things going on right now. I am very excited for the merch store and the sale that's going on over there. So if you want to get something for yourself or for someone for the holidays, please consider checking that out. Um, Also, 
you know, if you want to watch me play d and I've been playing D&D over on the Rhapsodic Geeks channel. So it's Rhapsodic underscore Geeks on Twitch. So please check that out if you like D&D. Uh, we're planning, playing the Candlekeep Mysteries game right now. Um, and we should have another game coming out in the beginning of January. But I play over there and then I also have my own Twitch channel. Uh, barelybookish.com or bare, wait twitch.tv slash barelybookish can you tell I'm used to putting my own website out there um, so if you want to watch me play games on twitch that's where I'm probably going to start playing Hades soon because I did buy it on the Black Friday sale uh, because I've been listening to a whole lot of the last Olympian or sorry the newest Olympian podcast um, and Mike Schuber is really obsessed with Hades so I've been listening to that a lot and now I was like, okay, I have to get it because uh, my friends have already been suggesting it. So now's the time. But yeah, our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song was created by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you guys next week with even more Rebecca. Bye.